my story. Uh, I feel like mine is like, ooh, mine's like heavy. But okay. like. Mm, Your long one? Yes. Okay. It's not heavy in that like, I don't know. <laughs> this, it, where is it on like, how is there child death? I feel like that's my level. Is there child death? No. But something happens to a child. Something happens involving a child. Oh, Lord. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, that's scary, girl. All right. Let's start this party. Okay. Let's blow this popsicle man. <laughs> Does he have a popsicle for a penis, or is he a person who sells popsicles, or is he a man made of popsicle? Um, the way Charlie and I made the joke, he was a man who sold popsicles. Okay, that I guess makes the most sense. Let's blow this popsicle man. Because I kept like, saying, you "Let's want, like." <laughs> well, like every time we would leave someplace, I just be like, "Let's blow this popsicle stand," and Charlie would be like, "I don't. I guess if I have to." <laughs> Like, I don't, why do I have to keep blowing all these popsicle men for us to leave? <laughs> We're blowing everybody at the popsicle stand. I got to get out of here and fast blow them all. I was, uh, yeah. I mean, I assume that's not what that phrase means, but. No, it's not. That was just us. I know. Being turds. Anyway. How's that Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is. Dead, Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally weird, eerie, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Uh, that's because it's our show and it's not yours. And if this is your first time listening to the show, if you're just checking us out, stop. stop. Go, back, Go back. Listen from the beginning. Not at the beginning of the episode. Like, start from the first episode. It's not that you won't understand what's going on. It's just, like, you need to be on we the journey We started with us. out so strong. We started before COVID. Like, you need to go through the COVID journey with us. Yes. It has nothing to do with that. We've always told people to go back and start from the beginning. But yeah. let's pretend today that that's why. And you, stop. If it's your first, stop listening. Go back. Listen to the beginning. Welcome back. Welcome back. And hi, everybody else who's who stayed through because they've been here through the, through the beginning. And they just hit the skip forward 15 seconds and button like, like oh, twice. I hate this part. And they're like, okay, and we're back. At least there's no ads yet. Oh, Lord. I wish. Can we get some ads, please? Can we get sponsored? Sarah. What? are we? Do we have a sponsor? We don't have a sponsor. Oh, don't get me excited like that. I got my first free product to do an ad for. Hey! As a micro-influencer. What is it? Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah. It's a little foot cushion. Oh. I was like, all right. A little cushion for the fush. Little cushion for the fushion? Mmm. <laughs> they keep it at, de at my desk at work. More cushion <laughs> for the fushion. Um, no, is that the brand name? It had that nothing, should be your ad. It had nothing to do with who I am as a person and everything to do with how many followers I have. So uh, micro-influencers are people that have like 500 to like 1,200 followers mm -hmm. because they're like people are more likely to believe an ad from you because we didn't pay you lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> so you're 
So it seems more legit. Because they're like, you only have this many followers. How? Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I got a little, a little foot cushion from a company called Everlasting Comfort. And I'm going to do my first sponsored post. Cute. Isn't that I exciting? That. Congrats for you. And I'm trying to, you know, if I can bring more attention to this brand, that is me. I'm pointing to myself. Yeah. It's a podcast. We can't see it. Right. You can see I me, can but see I'm it. clarifying for the people at home. Me, this brand, that is me. She's pointing to herself. Um, Both hands. I can use that attention to bring it to my other brands, i.e. our brand that is this podcast. Help us make money. Um, my brand as a performer. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, I feel legit. I feel like I'm being legitimized. Yeah. <laughs> with my free foot cushion. Bam. More, and I'm going to put more cushion for the hashtag more cushion for the fushion. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> hashtag ad. <laughs> hashtag ad. <laughs> hashtag Annabelle. <laughs> Christina said she watched Annabelle recently and it genuinely terrified her. She said she was really scared. I would not watch that. I don't think. I think it would terrify me. Did I tell you what? I think I might have told you already what I think franchise I want to do when I finish Saw, right? Well, I've already seen Saw a bunch of times. I think but... you did. Isn't it the Conjuring franchise? No. But, oh. Uh, the Child's Play franchise. Oh, you did tell me that. Well, I was yes. close. It was a C. Um, I have already watched Bride of Chucky just because I was... Why not? I usually have my iPad in the kitchen when I'm cooking, and then I'll, like, instead of listening to something, I put, like, usually a Saw movie on. But um, I like to put But she's got to take a break from that. Every now and then I'm like, I need I to can't mix do this it again. up. Uh, and, <laughs> and Netflix was like, we think you might like Bride of Chucky. And I was like, you know what? I think I've never seen any other Chucky movie but I love Jennifer Tilly, so let's go for it. Uh, and it was absolutely ridiculous. It was so stupid. Uh, and without too many spoilers, because this is definitely a spoiler, I had never seen any Chucky movie, and I already was like, this is absolutely going to happen. I was talking to Christina, and I was like, I'm just waiting to see if she has sex with Chucky before or after she also becomes a puppet because I know it's going to happen but does she have sex with him as a person because that might be kind of weird but if they're both dolls it might be less weird uh, and the answer is uh, it was after they were both dolls yes. <laughs> I was like did she tell you the answer or no I saw the movie? I yeah. saw the answer but you will hear more about the, the I do think I've seen time. I think I've seen the first two and I think that that's all that I've seen child's play and child's play too yeah or no, no, that's a lie. I've or seen, Bride of Chucky I've seen and Child's Seed Play of and Bride of Chucky. I don't think I've seen Child's Play too, because I do remember the weird puppet sex scene. <laughs> it's yeah, it's definitely weird. It's weird, but I mean, you know, but you're in. It's that might have been like pre Team America, like they were really pioneering. I think it was. They were really pioneering that ridiculous. They puppet sex. walked so Team America could <laughs> hang because they're on strings. I don't know. Because they're more like marionette style puppets. They're marionette puppets. Right, rather than like, we don't want you to notice this is a puppet. Yeah. I mean, even though they are, from what I've seen of the one, they are very campy. Anyway, it's not like they're supposed to be like, if you were a kid, I could see how this is scary. Yes. But as an adult, I'm like, this is so fucking preposterous. This is the dumbest fucking movie. It's so stupid. Right? That, uh, anyways, yes. But I appreciate that they seem to know that about themselves. Because one thing I do know about Seed of Chucky is that while Jennifer Tilly is also voicing Tiffany, that is her character's name, she also plays herself, and there's something about them going to Hollywood so that they can 
kill two people and take over their bodies. And Tiffany wants to kill Jennifer Tilly, who is also <laughs> really also her. Jennifer Tilly. Right. So silly. And I'm like, I got to watch these stupid ass movies. Into it. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yes, that's what's coming after Saw. But I also cannot wait to talk about Saw 6, which is going to be next in the franchise. Yeah, it sure will be. It's so good. Doing good. Doing good. All right. Well, Sarah. Stephanie. Leslie. Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Poppin'. Sarah, what are you talking about this week? What's poppin'? Um, well, to be honest, a, a man out of a bear. That's what's poppin'. Um, I'm talking about ba- Midsummer. No, but maybe they got inspiration for that from this story. So this is my little, I'll be honest, this story's very, very short, but it's just like, what? <laughs> so I love that mood. You're just like, this story's very short, but it's very, what? What? <laughs> so um, I saw this on Reddit, and it was in the Today I Learned subreddit. Oh, you love that. Oh, it's so good. Well, so Today I Learned. Today I Learned. In the 1780s, an Irishman met an impressive performing bear while traveling in France. When the bear's owner prodded him with a stick, the bear suddenly spoke, shouting something out in Irish, which led to the man in the audience saying, wait a second, that's actually a dude sewn into a bear suit. So here's the story behind it. Yes. So this, he had been sewn into this bear suit and had been forced to perform. And they said, yes. And they said he would perform these tricks of like, you know, doing simple math, um, pushing stones around at command, you know, like tricks like a dog, but it's a bear and it's traveling around France and so one big question I saw while I was looking at this is everyone saying, how could they not fucking realize that that was a, was dude, a dude in a bear, bear suit? suit? And it, they brought it up. These people had never seen bears. These people didn't know what Stop. bears look like. They don't have, think of it now. Yeah, we have TV. Have I've you ever seen, seen a, bear a bear in real, real life? life? Maybe at the zoo. There you Maybe. go. Maybe. So then how would you know no. what that bear looks like? How would I know? Like, that's not what a bear looks like. You've never seen one. Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus. I'm telling you, what? This happened? Yes. So basically what led to the man being put in the bear suit, because I know you're asking, why is this his kink? What happened? So this Irish-speaking man, so an Irishman ended up being in a shipwreck somewhere, I think, around France, um, he survives a sinking fishing vessel, and he gets rescued by these French people who then entrap him into being in the bear costume. But this Irish dude's life had been so bad that the well-fed life of a fake bear was acceptable to him. So he was like, you're going to put me in a bear costume and make me pretend to be a bear, but you're going to feed me and you're going to house me. All right. He's like, it's weird, but honestly, I've had way worse gigs. I've had way worse jobs. Way worse jobs. And you rescued me from hanging onto a he's chicken like, I've coop. I've done more for less. Exactly. So he's like, I guess put me in this in this suit. But he ended but he up becoming like lived in the suit like 24-7. That I could not figure out. I don't 
think so. I think he could get out of the like suit. They let him out at night. Because how else does he like eat and like poop. go to the bathroom? I'm going to say yes, he could get out of the suit just for the hope that that's the case. Either way, it's the 1780s, so it's not like that bear suit is like a fake bear suit. They like He's inside a bear. He's inside he's a bear. He's inside a bear skin. That cannot smell good. That's got to be disgusting. And you're not just but you're like moving it around. Right. And I'm doing things with it inside of it. And mm-hmm. like full of bacteria. Yeah, it's just gross. Until finally he became so popular. He was so, they were like, "Oh my god, have you seen uh, have the you bear? Have you seen the dancing bear? First of all, I've never seen a bear in my fucking life. And then did you know they Let dance? Alone, I didn't know they could dance and do math. Did they you taught know? this bear how to move stones on command. It's, it's crazy. You got to see it. It's the it. craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what? Me and Tony were going after work today, so you should come with us. See, but you're making them Italian. I don't I'm like, know. Me, <laughs> I could never Pierre do a French going accent. After work today. They're immigrants. Okay. You know, so many Italians immigrate to more than just America. (laughs) Sure. Anyways, he became so popular that he got overworked. And after being poked by a stick by his trainer one too many times in one show, that's when he exclaimed something. But he said it in his Irish, like, Gaelic tongue. So they were like, ooh, (laughs) he's... That's his weird bear language. They're like, that's weird bear language. But it just so happened to be the one day that the other Irish guy was in the audience. Like, that bear literally just spoke Irish. And that bear just said, let me out. Please let me out. This is not a dance. This is not a dance. I'm screaming for help. I'm begging for help. Please Please come come let let me me out. out. But in Irish. But in Irish. Uh, But I think I, I had the actual quote up here somewhere. Where was it? Of what he said, because of course it's the 1780s, so it's more eloquent than that, even for someone who's like done more for less. <laughs> he said, The devil take him, this guy has me persecuted. And the guy in the audience was like, Wait a minute, that's a dude in a bear suit. <laughs> He's like, That is my cousin Patrick. I know Not that to be voice. confused with my other cousin Patrick. Yep. There you go. So the guy in the um, audience, whose name was, you know, O'Leary, contacted. Was it? Yes. Are you making that up? No, I went back to the <laughs> article. Um, went back to O'Leary, contacted the mayor of the town, and the skin was ripped open and out clambered the naked Irishman. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Smelling terrible. I'm oh, sure. awful! Just not good at all. So that happened in the 1780s in France, and then he just went on about his life. Then he went back to a normal life. And you know what? That was it. He was like, honestly, it was nice because nobody recognized me. I don't get bothered on the street yeah. very much. Yeah. Because it was my character and they couldn't really recognize me out of character. So yeah. he's like, I'm a character actor. So like you it go works. back to a normal life afterward. Mm-hmm. Perfect. After all that fame. That was it. I, I just hope I'm that as no, it didn't change him. <laughs> You're a different bear now. Uh I just hope that he's got as well fed post bear sure. as he was being fed as a bear as a bear because i would assume he's being and i fed hope you realize right like then he was like oh i don't have to live like that to this is too much normal life i can just have a regular job the devil take him he has me persecuted and that was it 
after getting poked too many times. Too many times. You know, we all will say that after we He's like, look, many times. dude, like I I know poking is part of the gig. Like you gotta stop. But that you know I'm a person in here, bro. You, and even if I was a bear, too much. I would kill you. Too much. Rock. That's what he down, said. Pierre. That's the only French man. That's name it. I can That's think all you got. Right what about uh, well, Jacques? Jacques? Philippe, Louis Philippe, my Your dad brother. and my brother. <laughs> I can't think of any and French names. I'm like, names. Pierre is the only fucking thing coming to mind right now. So my weird. brother is like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I'm never listening to you ever again. Ever Unsubscribing. Again. Um, Unsubscribe. I'd give it zero stars if I could. <laughs> Ooh, so that's my story, and I am sticking to it. I hope you do. I, I am. I wrote for my title, Man Bear Man. Man Bear Man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Stephanie, what are you talking about this week? I got a doozy of a story this week, TV. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out where to start and how I want to frame it. The Marleys were dead to begin with. To it's usually a good with. start. So I'm going to talk about uh, the murder of a woman named Bobby Joe Stinnett. And I don't know if you're familiar with her name or the woman who did it, who's a woman named Lisa Marie Montgomery. But we will get to all of this by starting. Uh, I want to start out by saying this is the crime in this story is like really messed up. So I'm going to put that out there as like a fair warning. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, it's pretty right. like, oh, that is difficult okay um i'm buckling up so here we go so uh bobby joe stinnett she was from uh missouri she lived in a town called skidmore missouri i can't hear the word skid without ever thinking skidmark i'm so of course. i mean it's skidmore so it's like is it more skidmarks maybe right so she was married to her uh high school sweetheart who i'm trying to get his fucking name his name was zeb that's right that's unfortunate. oh my god because his name was zebulon and they call him zeb right stop yeah they call him zeb so she uh went to high school with her husband zeb they were together through all of like you know adolescence up into like graduating from high school and they lived in you know this little tiny town in missouri <laughs> there how, it is that's how you say it when you're from there. That is. Uh, the two of them graduated in 2000, which is also the year that my sister graduated. So Bobby Joe was born in uh, 81. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after they got married, they were running a little, um, like a dog breeding business outside okay. of their house. All right. Uh, and it was for rat terriers. <laughs> oh, God. That must be so full of yappy dogs. <laughs> That's all I think of. Just... Um, that was their little life together and they were very happy and they were, uh, planning for their first child. So this was in 2004 Okay. and she was pregnant. They're running their business. They're living their lives. So one of the things that she did as part of her business running this like rat terrier breeding business was there was a chat room that she was a part of called ratter chatter which I think is absolutely precious. That's really silly. Um, But she would talk a lot with other breeders or people who were looking for rat terriers. Uh, There was a lot of chat, ratter chatter, 
in this mm-hmm. chat group. And that's how people would connect with each other. Uh, and eventually she connected with another woman in the chat group who uh, was also pregnant and they were like emailing back and forth with each other, uh, being friends about talking about dogs and marriage life and being pregnant and having babies and like living the life that you're going to live. Right. Mm-hmm. So one day, um, Darlene Fisher, which was the name of the the woman in the Ratter Tatter group. In the chat. OK. Yes. Uh, Darlene was like, OK, I would love to come get a, a rat terrier from you. So she was like, okay, great. And they set up an appointment. And on December 16th, they were meeting to, um, you know, get the dog and be like pregnant dog friends. Do like a rat exchange. A rat exchange. A ratatouille, if you will. <laughs> That's not what that word means. It's actually a food. Um, you know, and a movie. A movie. Right. So... <laughs> So, Darlene Fisher was to come to the house and uh, get the dog. And after the sale of the dog, Bobby uh, Bobby Joe was supposed to go pick up her mom. And they were going to take her mom's truck to the garage. Because her mom's truck needed to get work on. Sure. So, she's waiting. Um, Bobby Joe's mom is waiting for her to, to come. Her name's Becky. Uh, and Becky is like, where is Where Bobby in the Joe? world is, where Bobby is Bobby Joe? Joe? Where is Bobby Joe? Yeah. So she goes to Bobby Joe's house. Uh oh, this doesn't sound good. And this is where we hear what happened. So at this time, Bobby Joe was eight months pregnant. Becky went to her house. She went inside and she found Bobby Joe in a pool of her own blood. And she immediately called the authorities and she described the wounds inflicted on her daughter uh, appearing as if, quote, her stomach had exploded. Oh, my God. So paramedics came. They were unable to revive Stennett and she was pronounced dead at St. Francis Hospital in Maryville, Missouri. Montgomery allegedly. um, So Montgomery is the person who did it. Uh, So what happened? What's going on with her tummy? Uh, there was a woman who was pretending to be Darlene and her name was Lisa Marie Montgomery. Lisa Marie Montgomery, we will get into her own issues in a minute, but it was Lisa who was posing as Darlene and she went to Bobby Joe's house. She strangled Bobby Joe. She took a kitchen knife to cut the baby out oh, of Bobby Joe's stomach. How did I know that was going to happen? Bobby Joe awoke at that time oh. and fought for her life. She fought back. She had DNA all under her nails. Yeah. She had hair, a clump of hair in her, in her hand. hand. Uh, at this time, Lisa Marie Montgomery wrapped a cord around her neck and strangled her to death and finished cutting out the baby and took the baby home. That baby cannot be alive. The baby survived. The baby survived? Yes. She managed to cut into her stomach, then have her fight and not... Kill the baby. Was she a nurse? Did she have a medical background? Um, She did not. But we'll continue going. Okay. Sorry. No. I'm sure you have tons of questions. Don't be <laughs> sorry. So... Um, 
an Amber Alert was put out. And at first, it took them a while to get the Amber Alert approved because they had no description of the child. This had never it's happened. A fresh out of the An womb. Unborn baby Amber Alert. <sighs> so it took them a while to get the Amber Alert put through um, for the missing baby because they had no description of the baby. They had no way to tell you what mm-hmm. size the baby was, what color the baby's eyes are. They had no idea. Uh, so it took them a few days to actually get an Amber oh, Alert approved. Okay. When Lisa Montgomery was found, with the baby, she said, uh, she had told her husband, because she was married, that she had had the baby at home, because she told her husband that she was pregnant. Of course. So she's lying, and she wasn't, and she had to steal a baby. So she told her uh, her husband that, like, she had had the baby at a birthing center, which he was, and, and then just, like, came home. And he was like, okay, that's weird. But he had to pick her up at a Long John Silver. I don't know what that's about. What? And he said he didn't think it was weird that she didn't go to the hospital because she didn't really like hospitals. That was like an established fact about Lisa. Uh-huh. Um, but like, yeah, that was weird. She's that- like, the baby was hungry. The right. baby wanted Long John Silvers. So then when the police separated her and started to interrogate her, of course, her story started to fall apart. They asked her more and more questions. Then she said she had the baby at home. She didn't actually go anywhere and she didn't want her husband to be mad. That she, like, hadn't gone anywhere to have the baby. And that was why she lied to him about having the baby at a birthing center. And, um... Girl. Now, the baby had a little nick. A little cut above mm. its eye. Probably... From the knife. From cut out. Right. And when they asked her, like, what happened to the baby, she was like, oh, like... We've gone all around town, like, showing people the baby. Like, we've just been everywhere. And, like, I bumped into something. Like, you know, we've just been so, so many And, like, she just kept trying to explain. <laughs> they are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Until she ultimately confessed that that was what had happened. That she cut the baby out that of someone's stomach. she cut stomach. the baby out of Bobby Joe. And she took the baby. So they took the baby back. Gave the baby yeah, back to, to, the a, to the dad, to yeah. Zeb, because Zeb was still okay. Um, the baby is still alive. She turned 16 in December of 2020. Um, I don't know much about her because... Good. Good, right. Um, her family has tried very hard to shield her from yep. the media and this information. Yep. Um, but going on to um, Lisa Marie and... What happened with her yeah. uh, and her trial. What is her deal? And what was her husband's reaction when he learned that this is what happened? So, great question. So, Montgomery was charged with the federal offense of kidnapping resulting in death. Which I'm like, that... That exists? That first, But that also doesn't sound like enough. <laughs> but, no. I mean, it does. It is enough. Because it's, <laughs> it is um, one that you can face life imprisonment or the death penalty. Okay. So at a pretrial hearing, there was a neuropsychologist that testified that uh, Montgomery had head injuries that she had sustained many years before that could have damaged parts of the brain that control aggression. During her trial in federal court, her defense attorneys, led by a man named Frederick Duchart, asserted that she had pseudocyces, a mental condition that causes women to falsely believe that they are pregnant and exhibit outward signs of pregnancy. Um, like gaining weight, yes, um, yeah. you know, having different like hormonal problems, having, you know, morning sickness, all that stuff. 
According to The Guardian, Duchart attempted to follow this line of defense only one week before the trial began after being forced to abandon a contradictory argument that Stinnett was murdered by Montgomery's brother, Tommy, because she was like, oh, my brother did it and then brought me a baby. What? Sure. Uh, as a result, Montgomery's family refused to cooperate with Duchart and described her background to the jury. Uh, so they really didn't use her background as a defense. And ultimately, she was convicted and she was sentenced to uh, the death penalty. Wow. This was in 2000. So the murder happened in 2004. This conviction happened in 2007. Okay. Here is what they didn't talk about in the trial. Now, I want to clarify that what I'm going to tell you about Lisa Montgomery, Lisa Marie Montgomery's past does not in any way justify the things that she did. Of course not. It doesn't make any of the things that she did okay. But if you're like, why would a person do this? What led her to be this way? I have some answers. Mm -hmm. They're not very satisfying. They are also very sad. Um, but it also makes you wonder, is this is the death penalty appropriate under these circumstances? All right. Let's go. So very first and foremost, she suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome. Her mother drank a lot when okay. she was pregnant with her. So she came out of the womb with permanent brain damage. Problem, yeah. She was born with permanent brain damage. As a child, she was raised in a physically, emotionally, and sexually abusive home. She has an older sister, Judy, and Judy, for whatever reason, was eventually taken into foster care, but Lisa was not. Lisa was left Damn. in her mother's home. And she was, uh, eventually she was being raped by her stepfather and also his friends from the time uh. that she was 11 years old. Ugh. By the time that she was 14, her mother discovered the abuse, but rather than putting a stop to it, her mother threatened her with a gun. Like, you're trying to steal my man. Yeah. And then from there, her mother forced her into prostitution from the time that she was 14 Ugh. until the time that she was 18, which the only way that she got out of it was by getting married to her stepbrother. Ugh. So she married the first person she could get a hold of when she was 18 to get out of the house. Yeah. But the person that she married was her stepbrother, who, by the way was also abusive. Yeah. Montgomery had four children with her husband slash mm -hmm. stepbrother before she underwent a an involuntary tubal litigation in oh. 1990. But she didn't tell him? Because it was involuntary, I'm like, I don't know what the circumstances were. I think it was, um, I want to say it was like she had complications with like her fourth kid yeah to the point where the doctor was like if you get pregnant again you could die mm -hmm. so even though that happened there were multiple times after her tubal litigation that she would claim to be pregnant um she ultimately divorced her first husband and she married a second person which was kevin montgomery mm -hmm. and when she was married to him um she had told him that like she kept having having these miscarriages where she was like, you know, I'm trying to, I, I would love to get pregnant. I'm trying to get pregnant. Um, and she would say that she was pregnant, but then she would say that something happened and that she, she miscarried. 
So further possibilities surrounding the motive were raised following the speculation that her former husband had planned to reveal that she lied about being pregnant, like Mm -hmm. to her second husband, and that she was lying in order to get custody of the children. So after getting like, you know, to a point where she was like, I have to prove that I'm pregnant and that I'm having a baby. That was how she did it was she befriended this person going to steal a baby and stayed friends with her right up until she felt like it was a viable pregnancy. Wow. And then she could get the baby. Um, So again, that doesn't justify anything that she did. No. But these are, this explains kind of like why she kind of has no remorse about it or no conscious about a conscience. Like she was from the time that she was born, like she had brain damage, she had abuse, then she suffered head injuries that could have made that worse. Yeah. Um, she was dealt a bad hand, but it doesn't excuse corrections. That defense, because none of that information really came out, she didn't use that defense in herself. She didn't say like, hey, I'm messed up. Yeah. Right? She just kind of did whatever her lawyer said, and they never really investigated her background and asked her about, you know, where she came from or what made her be the way that she was. Uh, So none of that information really came out until after she was convicted. Mm -hmm. And her sister, Judy, was like, hey, my sister is all kinds of messed up. And, like, yes, what she did was wrong, but maybe life sentence, like maybe not death penalty. Yeah. Um, Especially because of... Like, not just her, how do I want to put this? Like, not just her, like, personality or, like, conditions, but, like, that she had literal, like, physical brain damage as well would put her in a category that should make her basically exempt from the death penalty because it is part of the Constitution. It's part of the, um, is it the Fourth Amendment that is against cruel and unusual punishment. Part of that is that people who are mentally disabled or people who don't have like their full mental capacities are not supposed to be able to be put to death as part of being considered cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. So her sister was trying to argue that for her. Mm -hmm. So she was the first female federal prisoner to actually go through with the execution there was a stay that was very short oh wow it was supposed to happen in december of 2020 but her lawyer had covid and in that time they tried to get a stay of the execution by arguing that she was not fit to be executed um but that did not go through and on january 13th 2021, having exhausted the appeals process, she was executed by lethal injection shortly after midnight. Wow. When asked if she had any last words, she just said no. Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so that is the murder of Bobby Joe Stinnett. Her child did not die. Her no. child is still alive and being raised by her family. And the murderer, Lisa Marie Montgomery, was the first woman executed in 67 years by the United States as a federal prisoner. That's that's crazy. Yes. Wow. So that, that story is, like, all over the place. Yes. Super wild. Yes. 
And then so I was like, the mood is like, mm, it's not child death, but you asked me. I did. I was like, what's the level of, uh, is it child death? And I was like, well, it's not child death, but it's still a pretty woo story. Whew. Yeah. yeah. Don't steal people's babies. Don't steal people's babies. And I think that this story was so shocking to I mean, it's a shocking story. But I think what was so shocking to me about it is I feel like you, it's like, I've never heard of an actual case of somebody cutting a baby out of somebody else. I feel like it's an urban legend that you hear about. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. it's like, this is a thing that happens. My aunt's cousin's roommate's stepsister attacked her and got the baby out of her. Baby was cut out of her in the mall parking lot. I feel like I had heard, but I had never really heard of that actually happening uh, until this case. And then the way it's compounded with like, okay, like, wow, she went through a lot of trauma, not justifying or making okay what she did, but like giving you a little more information if you're like, how does somebody get like that? Mm -hmm. But then also that she was the first woman executed by the United States in almost 70 years. Yeah. That's all. That's just like the weird cherry on top, but that makes it sound like a positive thing. It's not. It's just like that weird final button of the story. The The button. button. It's the button. Button, button. Who's got the button? Well, not Lisa Montgomery anymore. Not Lisa Montgomery. And not Bobby Jostin. And not Bobby Jostin. Well, that's our show. That's our show. Uh (laughs) Dead Time Stories. (laughs) It's not always a laugh riot, but it's always something that makes you think. Go, huh. Things that make you go, "Mm." (laughs) <laughs> if you want to support our show, of course, you can do that by subscribing to our Patreon. We have $1, $5, $10, and $15 tiers. And as each tier goes up, of course, you get all of the rewards of the tier beneath it as well. Super exciting stuff every month. You also can, of course, email us. Sarah loves to read your emails. And I sometimes do. read them on the air if you're into it. You can email us at deadtimestories with a Z at gmail.com. And the best way that you can support us that costs absolutely zero dollars. Zero dollars. It's free 99. It's not even free 99. It's just free. It's free fitty. It's free fitty. That went down a little bit. It's free fitty. It's free for all. Um, There it is. (laughs) If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes that is super helpful, it, you know, kicks that algorithm in gear that makes people be like, hey, it makes Apple be like, hey, you like this podcast. Why don't you listen to this this one? one? And you help new people find us who we can then berate and tell them to start at the beginning. We hope you started at the beginning, newbies. You little bitch. You there it is. Wow. Like Give us your money. You like that? Give us your money. All right. That's it. That's Stephanie over there. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead Time Stories. Thank you for listening. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. Hello, hello. I sound good. <laughs> How about me? How do I sound? I mean, you have to get up close to the well, mic. Well, you have to get up close to the mic, you bitch. I'm just telling you, I come across Okay, well, order. now I'm here. So now that I'm here, how are, how are you feeling about that this? That sounds good. Great. That's excellent. You're going to sit like that the whole time? Yes. That looks really uncomfortable. You're, well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. This is the most comfortable I've ever been in my life. <laughs> All right. Well, it could have fooled me. I could easily sit this way for two and a half hours. <laughs>